Before I even start this episode, I want to make sure you guys are going and checking out the description of this episode and tapping that link that is godisdope.com, checking out the store, copying you some merch, getting you at least a simple tea. You want to get this in your, you know, be familiar with this because they're going to be dropping some new stuff come Black Friday. You don't want to miss that. And check out the store locally in Atlanta at 451 Edgewood Avenue, Atlanta, Georgia. 30312. Go to the website to check out their store hours. And if you want to rent the space because it's nice as hell, email them at info at goddessdope.com. Go get you some. We back. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. This is your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you've just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. And yo, um, it's it's an interesting one to y'all today. You know, I know I came, I know I usually drop on Mondays, but you know, when you know God works in mysterious ways, the universe always moves what it needs to. So I love how things always work out the way they need to. And a brother of mine who has been doing some really, really dope stuff, uh, for a while now and something that I know you've all been seeing as well you know reached out already we already had a conversation that he reached out again once I posted you know my action plan speaking of my action plan I got my um my paper I got my stamps got my envelopes got all that so I'm with it I'm showing y'all I'm about to do it so y'all better do it with me do it with me um but I have Virgil Stanford here with me, one of the founders of God is Dope, the God is Dope brand. And um, and I don't even know if that's how you want to consider it as a brand, a movement, all, all, all of the above, but I'm glad you're here, bro. I'm glad you had some time. Welcome him, y'all. Welcome. How you feeling, bro? How y'all doing? Uh, appreciate it, um, Rodney. Like I said, I've been definitely watching the journey for um, a couple of months now and just seeing the growth of the podcast and just seeing the growth of you as an individual. I definitely appreciate it for um, having me on. Um, as far as, you know, I love the way you, you gave me that title, one of the founders, because you're right, I'm not just the only founder. It is a movement behind us and it is a lot of help that um, came into God is Dope. So to see it grow into, you know, this flourishing tree, it's nothing but, you know, excitement to me, so. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, before before we get this conversation going about God is dope, one new segment that I'm doing on my show is speaking about highlighting two people that I believe are simply, my, I call them my simply being shout outs. And these two people for this week, are, one is my very, very good friend, Taylor Crenshaw, an alum of CAU. I keep, you know, I, I know I love my alma mater, so I got to always look out for the people who doing some beautiful stuff. Now with Taylor, she's, you know, definitely, you know, not just your average post-grad young, she fine, Midwesterner, but I believe what makes her worthy of, I feel like shouting her out just for simply being herself and being her best self is because she is a great depiction of someone who's steadily aware, steadily always trying to become the best them Lily created a whole group chat just for daily motivation, just a group of people who motivated her to, you know, 
always being, you know, mindful of those types of things and be mindful of her and the choices that she makes and decisions that she makes. And she brought us all together. And now it's like a super group <laughs> of people who kind of already knew each other, people who already knew each other. And it's just nothing but positivity and love. And just to, for her to think of to do something like that and for her also to be so close to all these people shows how much of a light she is. And I just definitely wanted to shout her out and I appreciate her and I wish her nothing but the best. And secondly was, oddly enough, Jim Carrey. I don't know if you guys have been seeing, you know, I don't know if you've seen this, bro. It's a, a documentary. I don't know if you've been watching, um, like, Jim Carrey lately, but he is, like, on yeah, a whole... Yeah, I have. You seen that documentary, Jim and Andy? I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the documentary, but I have seen that he's been very, very, like, subconscious about his um, comments lately about um, Hollywood and um, how it's um, pretty much... It's, it's changing people mentally. Yes. So, um, I have been seeing some of the quotes that he, uh, he man, you know, putting out there. Yes, and like in this Jim and Andy, it's him essentially when he uh, played in the movie Man on the Moon, he uh, depicted the life of Andy Hoff Kaufman. And um, he talks about how he was literally like having these outer body experiences and how like he literally was was Andy in most of the moments in this movie and how he just kind of like submitted himself to that situation and he spoke on how he essentially manifested all these things that happened to him in his life like he literally and there's uh you know in it has interviews of him with Oprah and people like that essentially sit down and she asked him like I heard that you wrote a check for yourself for 10 million dollars and you got that and he was like yeah I wrote a check for myself 10 million dollars about five years before it happened and the beautiful part about that is like he got it before the movie The Mask his father passed away three weeks before that and he buried the check with his father ain't that crazy I'm like this this man is on he on he on a whole another level when it comes to just being in tune with yourself and just for that that inspired the hell out of me even though in times it might have seemed so out of the you know realm of understanding I think for the simple fact that it's still always got to a point to where I was like, okay, I'm feeling you now is why I wanted to definitely shout that out and tell everyone to check that out because it was really, really interesting. But let's get right into this, bro. So, you know, I was creeping on um, on IG and whatnot, like as people our age do when um, we want to know something. And um, God is dope. That's cool. It's actually, you know, I feel like, you know, this time that you started, that you guys launched God is dope. You know, I don't know if it was just the site or not, but I'm assuming it was just kind of like the site for, you know, everything's now ready for purchase. I believe it was Friday. Let me tell you if I got this right. Was it September the 3rd, 2015? Correct. Correct. Mm, I'm good. Correct. And um, Correct. that's crazy. That's crazy because I literally started my podcast the following week after that, like on the 12th of uh, September. Yeah, that was... um. That was a market day week as well. And um, mm. we was on market Thursday. So it was, a, so um, it was it, Thursday, okay. It was a market Thursday. I remember this day like it was yesterday only because I sold probably like 12 black logo tees and probably like 20 white logo tees. So all together. That's a good first day. It was a it was a great first day. I never seen you know how big it's become. It was a great first day, and um, I want to just rewind a little bit to before we even got to 2015. I want to start off in 2014. Let me know. And um, in 
2014, I was leaving class. I was leaving. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know about Dr. Simon. She's a um, beautiful, amazing um, professor at Clark Atlanta University. I was leaving her class, and um, I came to a table. I seen um, JT, and I seen Jawanza at a table, and they was telling me, you know, hey, you know about, about his shirt, about his shirt. And um, the shirt... <laughs> I said, okay, cool. What, what, you know, what's about this shirt that I see everybody wearing? And the shirt was very simple, but it was so dope to me. And yeah. it said, you know, we all know that that slogan, everything cool, everything all right. And um, from there, I always knew this is what I wanted to do because Jawanza had an impact on campus, but that shirt impact was even bigger. Yes. You know, and I feel like if Jawanza would have continued, you know, God is dope would have been his little brother because mm. that, that shirt was very, very, very um, problematic to the AUC to me um, at that time, you know, and Jawanza already had a name for himself. Exactly. So, you know, just so just to see, I just thought it was so cool because I was coming from Chicago where a lot of the youth do not support the youth at all, you know, definitely. So when I seen this, this college student had his friends not only supporting him, but actually putting money in his pocket, mm-hmm. it was like a man, this is dope, you know, because they actually genuinely supporting you and you're seeing it with, you know, the money. So um, I just want to give a shout out to Dewanza and um, I also want to give a shout out to you because you was out there a couple of days helping him as well. And I saw uh, you wear the was shirt. A, it was a movement, bro. Um, yeah. I appreciate that, and I, I say, you know, I'm gonna make sure he, you know, yeah, I know you've probably had conversations with oh, him yeah, and told he, him this for knows. sure. And uh, hey, me and Juanza definitely have spoken to, uh, a lot about just in reflection, like, and you're gonna you're gonna see it too once you know you're separated away from school for a while. You think about the things that you've done and all those different types of things, and I feel like for us, we realized like we were so like busy we kept ourselves busy with so much that I feel like we was moving so fast we didn't like actually slow down and realize like oh damn this is a thing that's happening right now and like also like also add to that moment you know what I'm saying like me and him talked about just a few weeks ago like when we had put together you know a mock pageant in two weeks something that was never done something that nobody ever thought could be done was to not only put together a pageant that seemed legitimate, but was actually satire and also have it in, in the most official place where every other pageant is. Do all those things in a matter of two weeks with a full-fledged sound system, with a whole heap of, you know, contestants, actual judges, an actual prize, actually paying admission with an actual purpose. Uh, we were sitting there saying, like, why didn't we record that whole week, those two weeks? Because that would have been just, that would have been gold. That would have been just yeah. everything. And um, and we didn't record enough of ourselves or, like, kind of uh, chronicalize enough of the things that we've seen, the things that happened. Certain things, I'm glad we didn't because I feel like there were certain moments that were so intimate. I'm glad they, they happened the way they happened. But there were very inspirational and public moments that I believe 
were very, very impactful that I believe could have assisted anyone at any other HBCU or any other, you know, space and place. But uh, then my first question to you, you know, to move along. So that that is what kind of sparked the idea. What was yeah, what do you see as the as the the purpose behind, you know, God is dope. Did, you know, tell me about the name and the purpose. Well, when you pray every day, that prayer eventually turns into a habit. That uh-huh. habit eventually turns into an addic- addiction. So, you know, um, that's the whole message behind God is dope. You know, um, when I pray every day, that prayer turns into a habit. That habit, when I'm repeatedly doing something, is an addiction. So my mm-hmm. prayer is an addiction. My prayer is my dope. So um, that's why I'm saying God is dope. And um, it just so happened that um, around that time, the, um, the inf- infamous movie N.W.A. Straight Outta Compton was coming out, mm-hmm. and um, they was using the word "dope" in the connotation as good, like that's dope, you know, that's good. And uh, I, I think that movie really shed a lot of light on that word "dope" and really helped me along the way to say, hey, not everyone is going to take this word "dope" in a negative way. Because mm-hmm. our generation know dope is actually a good thing, so God is dope. But um, that was pretty much the message behind it. Um, and um, of course, I got some flag for it, you know, from a couple of churches putting God, the, the word and the name of God that close to um, dope. Of course, you get some um, negative feedback, but it all works out in the end. Yeah, yeah, you got to get some some context sometimes, get some new yeah. ones going. But I, I I remember immediately when I seen it, I thought I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna do, it's gonna definitely make moves, it's gonna definitely make waves, especially in the AUC because by that time you put if you put it out, put it out 2015. By this time, I'm already out. But I feel like one thing that I definitely figured out before I left was how to sell something to the AUC, you know, and that was why you that's what that was why it was so easy to kind of, you know, come up with a plan and, have, you know, set up a table for the Chachum shirts. That's why it was so easy every time election time came around that me and Juanza would make bank because we knew exactly what everybody needed. We know you need pictures. We know you need graphics. We know you need an organized plan on how to do a campaign because who knows how to do that? That's nothing that you just go to school for. You know what I'm saying? So that was something me and him loved to do. We were big on, we would baby PR geniuses and production masters. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, this is how you need to go about it. This is what you need to do. And when it came to, and you were, you were, you witnessed uh, his campaign for, you know, SGA president. When it came to that one, we pulled out all the stops, you know, we put in stellar graphics, a brilliant theme and had a team of people that was very strategic. And, uh, and that was really just the energy we wanted everybody to have. Anytime we assisted anybody to do anything, we wanted them to put their best foot forward and win. Like, you deserve to win if you've done all these things we said to for you to do. And um, I love that you guys got onto this, hit the ground running, was right in front of us, where the faces were wearing the shirts everywhere. And not only that, allowed it to spread and it spread People was, you know, people, people of interest who were starting to wear it pretty fast. How did you, what was your methods of kind of like spreading it all throughout Atlanta? Was it kind of like just internal connections that you already made? Um, 
you know, with just different people of interest. So he was like, you know what, I'm going to just sell this shirt to as many people as I can, wherever I can. And wherever it gets to is wherever it gets to. I'm going to make sure I get a picture out of it, though, for sure. Tell me yeah, what, was the, what was the plan behind it? Yeah, I think um, one word could pretty much sum that up. It was just initiative. Mm. Um, I really, really took took the initiative to, like you said, go out there to every um, Atlanta Hawks game, Atlanta Falcons game, Market Thursday, Market Friday, um, A3C in mm. Atlanta, um, the Pride Parades in Atlanta. Um, you know, my my biggest um, role model in um, God is Dope is a um, person named Sherrod Simpson. And a lot of people don't know him, but he's, um, if I'm Kobe, <laughs> he's the Phil Jackson of this. You know, we all talk about how Kobe is the greatest player of all time. But, mm-hmm. you know, and Phil Jackson, of course, get his, you know, his recognition. But a lot of people don't know the conversations that Phil Jackson and Kobe had to set up them buzzer beaters. You know, mm-hmm. Phil Jackson had that play in his mind. Yeah, Kobe executed it, but Phil Jackson wrote it out before it happened. So, um, and that's Sherrod. Um, he's he's actually on my Instagram somewhere in the earliest stage of God is dope. He's probably behind a, a, a probably behind a camera or probably behind a laptop. But that's really the um, you know the captain of that of that ship. He pretty much um, gave me that initiative to to show me that um, a lot of people love the idea, and a lot of people love the concept, and it was all about me to see how far it goes. And um, I really, really appreciate that. He instilled that in me. He instilled that initiative to, you know, go up to Waka Flocka and say, hey, look, um, I'm a college student. I know you probably have, you know, a thousands of T-shirts in your closet that you got for free, but this one is very important to me. And, uh, you know, when you come off as genuine, I think a lot of people genuinely will respect you for Mm -hmm. doing that. So, um, for example, um, I tell this story all the time. Shout out to Drea. Miss um, Drea with Mint Swim and, you know, formerly on um, Basketball Wives. Yep. She really, really helped out. Um, God is dope in so many ways. She um, came to um, Spelman Market Friday. and um, we, oh, She just came know, through? She just came through. She was just supporting the, um, the females and the young ladies at uh, Spelman College on a, on a Market Friday, just randomly. And, um... You know, we I, I took that initiative to, you know, introduce myself to her and let her know what my purpose was on that Market Friday. And um, she was so cool that she said, no problem. I'm about to go to the car, put on this shirt, take a quick selfie for you. And um, you don't have to give me anything, nothing like that. I just want to do this because I really like this shirt. I really like this message. Um, she did that. She got probably like 30,000 likes in probably an hour. Mm. So from there, it turned into 80 different 80 orders online and when i say 80 orders for those who you know um don't have their own company um it it was 80 orders but it wasn't 80 shirts you know one order had probably five shirts so um that whole week of um of them orders i was just fulfilling orders you know i was missing class just fulfilling orders just making sure that everybody got their shirt and um it was kind of overwhelming but i knew from there the power of social media was so strong Mm. it it was so strong she didn't take a a a professional picture it wasn't a photo shoot she legit was in an suv took a selfie posted it dropped the link and i had 80, 80 different orders so you know it was definitely a um a time in my life when I was like, wow, okay, I need to get my hand on another celebrity. I need to get my hand on another um, person who was a tastemaker 
on social media. So, um, yeah. That's crazy. I love, I love that. I love that that's, you know, the message is so simple that you, you either get it or you don't. You either like it or you don't. And you either with it, with it or you're not. And I think uh, most times, not, you know, people are, are kind of, you know, it's definitely seem to be gravitating to it. And that's uh, something that everybody, at least especially in AUC, has brought into their, you know, wardrobe. And that's a beautiful thing. And I'm glad, you know, by this time, because it's been, you know, it's been, what, two years and you guys have, you know, already, you know, expanded past the original to, you know, black and white, you know, original mm-hmm. and have, you know, had have done like pink is dope, you know, yeah, you have that, that edition. Yeah, you know, I've, I just went on the site and seen that y'all had like some, you know, some ugly uh, Christmas sweater uh, joints and a lot of other things. Y'all done got your hats. Y'all done got, you know, and it's. It's looking great. It's looking real good right now. Like the expansion, I think, happened very gradually, and and it's right on time. So you really can be decked out in nothing but you know God is dope apparel, and I think that's a beautiful thing. But to speak on, you know, I've had a episode before, uh, in like my first. It was probably like my first year of doing podcasting with Kafabia and her called "I'm Spiritual." Speaking about kind of like how millennials in today, um, how we're like really not as religious as, you know, our, as our parents generation are. You know, we don't want to subscribe to, you know, whatever our parents, you know, kind of reared us up in. And it's funny because, you know, you being from Chicago and everything, I think uh, just I do find it interesting how, you know, Chicago and the South uh, have this real interesting connection because you know y'all like our cousins you know all everybody yeah. in Chicago like everybody from the South cousins you know what I'm saying and why vice versa <laughs> uh, you, I mean you know why like I always when I was in CAU I always used to like anytime somebody from Chicago used to like try to joke on me saying I was country or some idea was you know some, some southern shit I would always be like first off where your grandma from she from Alabama, Mississippi, so stop playing and you love her, don't you? You in the South right now. Why you think you so comfortable, you know? And it's a lot of things that we do. Like, I believe Chicagoans are literally just very urbanized Southerners in a way, you know what I'm saying? Because it's- That's a, the best way you could put it. Because That's y'all, because y'all, because y'all make the same damn food during the holidays, have the same traditions, believe in a lot of the same things, you know what I'm saying? It's just very small little nuanced things that are different, you know what I'm saying? Instead of the blues, y'all got a house. Instead of uh, people, you know what I'm saying, uh, listening and two-stepping, y'all got actual, you know, stepping. (laughs) You know, and all those things. But I think the faith element the faith element of, you know, the way it is in the South and the way it is in Chicago, I think it's very comparable. I think everyone um, has had that very similar foundation, you know, especially if you especially and I think it has a lot to do with because if your grandmother or your mom or whoever has any type of, you know, Southern roots, then everything kind of ends up looking the same. Like everybody ended up had to go to church. Everybody had to go to church every Sunday, probably had probably was either forced 
or, you know, welcomely volunteer to be in the choir or involved in some sort of fashion. So I think our generation is an interesting one because I think the one after us is the one that's really going to be, you know, kind of like it's going to be a toss up if they're going to be any way, shape or form religious or not. But with us, it's more so because we're becoming adults, we're starting to make that choice to kind of, you know, be like, you know, I'm, uh, I appreciate this. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm not going to do. I don't like this about, you know, the traditions of what I've always believed in. I feel like that's something that could be different or change or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. I think we're trying to make it better for us, you know, instead of making it, you know, because in a lot of ways, a lot of people always subscribe. You know, religion would be in judgmental and forever preaching damnation and everything like that. And for me, I always try to, you know, stay on the positive and take away what I believe I need and what people need to hear, too. Um, and that's, you know, giving you all of, you know, the good energy and the faith, because I feel like having faith is something that's something that's necessary and needed because you got to you got to have some intangible that forces you and pushes you in something, you know, truly to believe in and commit to believing in that thing. But tell me what what's your stance, being that this is a, a movement and a brand that you have. I know you probably have conversations like this all the time. What is your stance on kind of like millennials of today and, you know, just faith, like just having a faith or just believing in something in general? What do you, what, what have you seen in the world? Well, I could tie back to God is dope. Um, I feel like, you know, like you said, everything happened for a reason. And I want to um, touch on a, a different topic for a little bit. Um, I don't know if, if if you heard about the whole P-Rock and Waka Flocka argument that's been going on. Uh-uh, tell me about it. So pretty much, um, it's, it's just an argument where generations are divided. That's what it, it comes down to. That's what a disagreement between um, legendary DJ P-Rock and uh, rapper um, Waka Flocka is arguing about. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason is because Peak Rock feel like his generation could still, you know, perform and still make a song that's going to connect to the young millennials of today and our generation. And um, mm-hmm. Flocka, Flocka disagree. Flocka feel as if his music can, you know, still, you know, reach our generation and the older generation. And, you know, that's where the disagreement come in at. So I'm going to tie that back into God is dope. And um, that's what that's why I feel like God is dope is so special. And we're doing so well because when you see that God is dope shirt logo on, on your chest, whether you're in the um, airport or whether you're in, in church, it don't matter if it's someone who's 45 or if it's someone who's 12 years old. Um, it don't have an age limit to be cool. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what I feel like. That's why I feel like it's so, um, it's doing so well because um, millennials and older people can connect with saying God is dope. You know, we could see eye to eye and agree that say, hey, yeah, God is dope. And hey, yeah, I could wear this and my 16 year old daughter can wear this as well. So um, I just wanted to tie that in and just share a little knowledge on um, the division that we have between older people and millennials is just. It's, it's amazing that I don't think it was ever like that. I don't think, you know, the generation of, you know, those in the 60s and the generation of those in the 80s was too far off. But it seemed like, you know, our generations is just very, very far off. And um, 
I don't know why that is, honestly. I, that's a great question, Ronnie. I really don't know why that is, but I would love to shed some light on it. And I would love to just hear, you know, different outlooks on it because it's a problem and it's starting to be very problematic in communities where, you know, we can't have an intellectual conversation with someone who's 50 or 20 years older than us. Mm -hmm. And the person who's 50, 20 years older than us can't have a conversation with us based off our appearance, based off our tattoos on our face, based off our Thank appearances, based off our um, our dialect. So, um, you know, it's starting to become very problematic and it's starting to become even more bigger than the world is shedding light on it. So I really think that we should start to shed more light on this because um, like Young Thug brought to attention his his piercings, his tattoos, that's just a form of expression, expressing himself, you know? And um, in the past, we had people express themselves differently, but they still was, you know, obviously doing the same thing. So um, I guess that would be my counter question to you is, you know, why is that? Why do we have that division? I think um, I think the what, what we're both saying are kind of you know two of the same different things on you know just from coming from different angles. I believe that you know when it comes to just you know just belief and faith and just what people value and what people perceive that I think that's a big reason on why we see the world differently. You know. That's why we take in and also don't want to kind of keep up older traditions. You know, being very conservative and very respectable, we feel like that that that's more than just what we've been taught it to be. It's kind of like being respectable isn't me have me me dressing only in a certain way in a certain environment around certain people that sounds more of a controlling thing than a respectable thing you see what i'm saying uh because if me as a man if i want to wear you know if i choose to wear tims or dress shoes to wherever i want to go that's my choice but the thing about it i'm not asking to and i'm not asking or to be judged based off of, you know, that. But even more than that, something that I say all the time is me making the, you know, the conscious choice to have locks. You know, you're bringing a lot of energy and a lot of different things. A lot of people already assume so much onto you, you know, but in my belief, the way my faith work, I, I got too much faith in myself that I know what I bring to the table. I know what I represent. I know that I'm a positive individual. So whatever connotation you assuming or trying to place on me, I'm not going to accept. And I think that's one thing that as millennials and as our generation, we all are. And I think it's beautiful amongst each other because we all, you know, you still have a few stragglers who kind of, you know, have an old way of thinking. But for the most part, Everybody, like, especially, you know, especially at CAU, I, I you know, I, I befriended so many different types of people from a little bit of everywhere. You know, I liked, you know, I enjoy, you know, putting a, you know, putting a three-piece suit on and walking, you know, going to class in. But that wouldn't make me, you know what I'm saying, not go and give a, you know what I'm saying, a strong handshake to my man's mook who's sitting on the promenade who might have on, you know what I'm saying, 
some, you know, Balenciaga's on and a, and a whole, you know, like sweatsuit, whole little, you know, jumpsuit or something. You know what I'm saying? New York sweatsuit. You know, I'm not about to, yeah, I'm not about to like be like, yo, so you're not presenting yourself like me. No. And I think that was the beauty of it. And that's how it should be. Because I feel like in past generations, it was like, if you presented yourself as this, then you're saying you're aligning yourself with something else. And when it comes to faith, I feel like we feel like it's more customizable than what people are making, what people made it, presented it to us for. Like I feel like our parents saying when it came to just going to church and going to these things and just when it comes about going about life. I think we experienced, they, they thought this is how you need to go about life. You do well, you be a good person, you go to school, you're going to get a good job, you're going to have a good life. So many of us within our generation have done that, and that has not been the case. We've done, we've been good. We've not went to jail, had children early, all these things they, that past generations tell us we should not do while we're in our, you know, late teens and early 20s. But yet we still have struggle. We still go through things. We still, we got different struggles that our parents can't even speak on. And, and I think they don't want to admit that, but it's the truth. It's like, you don't know how to deal with this. You know, in our generation, we got, we seen so many new things that our parents can't even really speak on. Like, Coming into a world where social media is now a main, you know, mainstream form of communication, this is something that is unprecedented. This is something that has never been seen before. We are different because of that. I can talk to you through my laptop right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like all these things that are now within modern technology. Like there, there's literally a self-driving car within our generation. That is also in talks that the special series of that may just be able to fly. We are in a we are in the future right now, living a different type of world. So I think it's it's interesting that we have to battle with our elders about what we see and believe. But it is what it is. I believe, you know, we, we we're just different. Millennials are just different. And I'm glad we have that sense of openness way we have. We very more open than our, uh, you know, our previous generation. But my next question for you, one thing you said to me uh, when I had posted my um, my action plan for my previous episode, and shout out to everybody who listened to that, my In My Zone episode, speaking about, you know, just kind of giving you my take on what the comfort zone is. And you said something about a mental exercise that you did. And I wanted you to explain that to you know everyone who's listening because that for this week is going to be the action plan that I'm going to do and try out and do and make a habit um, and I would <laughs> advise everyone else to do the same because it already sounds like something I need to know oh uh, yeah um, I don't know I just lately I've been around just myself lately and um, my biggest role model in my life is my grandfather mm-hmm. and um, he's, he's a retired um, Chicago fireman um, mm-hmm. He played in the NCAA as a wide receiver for um, University of T- Texas back oh, in the tough. early se- yeah back in the early seventies. Um, so he's he's a man's man, you know. He's a he's a definitely a role model. And what he told me was the biggest thing 
he had to ever encounter in his life. And um, it wasn't growing up on the west side of Chicago and dodging game bangers. It wasn't, you know, out there on the field, you know, at University of Texas or just, you know, trying to save people and burning buildings. It was more so dealing with him, himself. Hmm. That was his biggest thing, you know, dealing with himself, um, admitting to his wrongs and looking himself in the mirror and working on himself. And he was like, it's no working out I could do to make that better. It's no, you know, no training I could do to make that better. You really have to sit and you have to get inside your inner self and let your inner self know when you're lying, when you're lying to yourself or when you're um, when you're not just putting your best foot forward. So um, I, I really took that and I always ran with it, you mm. know, because have you ever thought to yourself, you know, while you're telling a lie that, man, I'm telling a lie, you know, and it's uh, everybody lies. I'm not saying that I'm not, you know, out here just not telling a lie, but I try my best to be as as brutally honest as possible. And um, pretty much what I say is um, using my brain to tackle topics helps me out creatively. Um, understanding that there are other point of views on topics make me appreciate my maturity. Mm. And, um, um, you know, just to pretty much break that whole summary down, they say, you know, you only as good as a person that you are as a listener. So as I'm listening to other, you know, just point of views and how people think, I'm not shaming them or I'm not judging them. I'm more so appreciating that, hmm, maybe I could look at that in that point of view instead of saying, no, 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 you wrong. That's not the way to do it. I'm looking at it as, okay, maybe you got a point, you know, maybe that's just a different point. And, you know, in the Crayon box, it's not just white and black, you know, you got other different colors out there. And that's why I'm tying that back into, you know, it's, it's different point of views to make a beautiful outcome. Gotcha. So um, that's why I wanted to definitely, uh, and that's why I was eager to come on here because, you know, you're someone that I respect just pretty much for being an alum at CAU and actually, you know, continuing and pushing that bar forward. I would love to just, see how you think and why you think like that and you know just the decision making that you have you know in your arsenal so yeah it's just something that i've just been working on and um, i'm only 22 so when i say maturity i know i got a long way to go but, oh, but bro don't don't even you know shortchange yourself when it comes to that because one thing um I, I'm glad. I'm glad you you know you, you shared that because that I think that's actually something I never called it something. I think that's something that I may have done every once in a while, but I feel like it's mostly triggered in times of you know strife and stress when you're trying to figure something out or you're just in a in a weird mood. I think that's when so many people look inward and get into themselves. But I think for what you're seeing is to do that so often that you do it in moments of good times to look at things differently, to bring in different types of, you know, opinions and 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 take in life from a, a sense of being receptive instead of a, in a place of being so like closed in and so guarded, like you open and you're checking yourself and you're reflecting on yourself so that you can, you know, essentially put out the best thing that you know you can put out. I'm assuming that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, I, I got it then. I got it. I think that's definitely something 
that I've definitely done before for sure. I never I never had a name for it, but mental exercise. I like that. We got an intangible, simple action for you all this week. Um, I want everyone, you know, to you know run this back if you need to hear it again. But definitely go out and make it a habit. Make it a habit for yourself to, you know, I always tell y'all to kind of reflect and look back and, you know, look into yourself. But now I'm saying it as an action plan. So now you got to do it. Mm hmm. Yep. So now what I want you to do is to do Virgil's mental exercise inspired by his grandfather, which essentially just means I want you to be open and open and also open and also looking inward. It's a very intangible, simple action, but I think it's you know, something that can be done. When you're looking into yourself, you know, put yourself in solitude. Think about the day. Think about the choice that you make. Think about the way that you communicated with people. Think about the way that you communicated with people and just go out and do it. Go out and do it. And um, communicate. Engage in conversation. Engage in conversation and actually reflect on like how that conversation went and don't be so quick to kind of you know be judgmental and jump down somebody's throat or to be argumentative just go after it let them know that this is what you feel and have that true discussion be open to what's being said so that way when you ever whenever you put out what you put out create whatever you create or form the opinion you form it's the best polished one that you can have um and also, I think, you know, one thing I want to, you know, just kind of, you know, wrap it up. I want to know, I want to know kind of, you know, what's next for, you know, God is dope. Because I feel like, you know, you guys have actualized. I feel like you guys uh, actualize dreams that, you know, just actualize your dreams in general. And I'm really big on people. If you have an idea and an idea just because the idea happened. Now we must make this happen. You see what I'm saying? Like, because this idea has came across your mind, that's now. Bring it into reality. See what resources we have to actually make this happen. Because I think what happens a lot for people is they have a dream. They have an idea. Um, a few things could either happen. Is that they immediately believe this is too much to do. This is too much to figure out. I've never done this before. Or they say, okay, this is what I know how to do. This is what I don't know how to do. I'm gonna figure this part out, but bring in what I know I can do. So if you never started, you know, a t-shirt brand like God is dope, you know, and somebody wants to do the same, I feel like looking at what you've done and how you, you know, how you went about it, I think it's a beautiful thing and it's a message of actually when you have that idea, when you have that dream to get out and do it. So I want to know what's next for God is dope. Let us know. Okay. Well, um, as you probably, you know, I sent you over a special surprise, Ronnie. You probably oh, look at the song. So um, that's the next project. And, you know, that's going to probably drop on Black Friday. It's probably about, you know, my role model, another role model of mine, Virgil. Um, yeah, I, I felt all the vibes when seeing this too. Okay, so I mean, uh, 
just I want to ask you a question. Do you think I'm heading in the right direction with that? Oh, bro, that's exactly what I was about to ask okay. you. It was like, is that inspired by Virgil Abloh? Oh. Yeah, it is. It definitely this is, is. This is so, smooth. Yeah, I, I hope I hope they get in front of, in front of him. I did hear that um, two chains. He definitely um, wore some merch around Ye, and Ye definitely um, commented he messed on with it. So. Um, hopefully, the you know that shirt would definitely get the attention of Ye again, and you know that could trickle down to Virgil, could trickle down to you know RSDP, and um, we could try to make something happen from there. But um, pretty much, I just want to keep growing. I'm still, I want to keep learning. Um, it's definitely a trial and error uh, process for me right now. Um, but um, Shirai, he, he definitely um, riding that ship out with God is dope over at Edgewood. If y'all have a chance, you know, Thursday through Sunday, come pull up on the Edgewood store, 451 Edgewood, right next to Mother's, um, bar in Atlanta, Georgia. That's come a, spot. Have a great That's time. A high spot yeah. too. Yeah, come come have a great time with us. You know, come party with us. You know, we have different little competitions. We have different events. Um, we have different um, galleries. You know, the God is Love Gallery that. Um, we be launching with my man Jay. He's doing a great job with that. So, um, you know, just come have a great time. You know, I'm not forcing you to buy anything, but I definitely want to force you just to enjoy yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and then other things go follow. So um, I have a lot of great other ideas that I want to launch. Um, Black Friday, um, the shirt that Ronnie is referring to right now that I just sent to him, um, that should be dropping. So I definitely want you guys just to be on the lookout for that. Um, so yeah. Oh yeah, bro. Oh yeah, bro. I'm um and make sure you know <laughs> I'm gonna have all the details so where you can find, purchase, and visit all the pe- great people who you know doing pushing the Goddess Dope brand um under this uh, episode. So make sure you guys check this out. But Virgil, I'm glad I got your time, bro. We're gonna make yeah, sure no problem, no problem. we do this again when we both. And you know what I'm saying In different places for sure You know what I'm saying I'm glad I'm catching you early I'm glad you catching me early In this journey of ours You know Because we literally We started Both of these things In the same year And I think that's no Coincidence You know I can see I'm calling it right now Yeah you know what I'm saying I'm calling it right now We're still here Still moving Still growing both have accomplished some really cool things, still pushing forward. I definitely can, you know, say right now that I definitely can already see and I'm already visualizing us being in the same place in a very exclusive space that's very, you know, very, you know, people would say taste, only tastemakers are there. And us getting a cool pick off, remembering that where we came from, where we started and what life looks like now and what we're trying to push for with the new platform and resources that we've acquired. So I appreciate you, bro. I really do. I appreciate you giving me your time so, so much. Um, no problem. No problem. If, uh, I if love you, the podcast. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If, if, if you don't know, now you know. You can listen to the Simply King podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available from SoundCloud to Google Play to Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio. I'm on it all. Spotify is hard as hell to get on, y'all. So once that goes through, I'm going to let you know because I know y'all out here got the Spotify 
app on that phone. And I'm trying to be wherever you are so you ain't got no excuse to miss what I'm giving you. You feel me? So, uh, keep on listening. Remember to do all the action plans that I'm letting y'all, you know, letting y'all, you know, know that this is what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? This is this is not only something for your entertainment, but this is a self-help. That's all that's self-help right there. I'm trying to get you to help you. You feel me? Because you got to make you better before because no one else can do that for you. So keep on listening. Keep on really, really going out there and just putting your best foot forward. You just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. This is Simply King. Love y'all. Talk y'all next week. Fuck that. Call me J-Elect Hanukkah. J-Elect Yamaka. J-Elect Tramadon. Muhammad Asalamaka. Rasulullah Subhanahu.